Good morning, Crusty King Church. Good morning. Hello to you online. We welcome you. We welcome you in here. It's nice to see your faces this morning. Um, we're going to start in prayer, if you want to join me in prayer before we start. So we gather in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we say, come, Holy Spirit, lead us. Help us to listen this morning. Give us the ears to be able to listen and to hear you, God. The Holy Spirit, we ask that you saturate this place. And help us dig deeper and explore and have a bigger and greater understanding for your power, your majesty, your love, God. And as we come to seek your face, may our words be ever pleasing to your ear. And we pray all this in your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We invite you to stand and worship if you're able.
Amen, huh? So this next song is a new song. It's called Lion. And I'm just going to tell you a little bit about it. Uh, the chorus goes, Hail, hail, Lion of Judah. Let the lion roar. So though the scripture does not cite that Jesus roars, according to 1 Peter 5.8, Satan prowls about and roars like a lion. The word like or as is present, depicting a translation, right, um, indicating imitation. We all know that the lion roars to establish territory and power, right? Um, but Satan is the fake roaring lion. Uh, he deceives others, disguising himself as genuine. His strength and rulership will come to a head when Christ returns and strips him. Um, that's in Revelation 20.10. And that is showing that Jesus is the true roaring lion. Amen, yeah. So as we look at opposition coming against us, we seem to have more faith in their success than in the power of God. We quickly forget the great power that we have access to through Jesus. We often remember Jesus as the lamb that was slain for our sins, but we also need to remember that he is the roaring lion of Judah, majestic and strong. And with this song, we can sing God's power into our lives, through our situations. Whatever we are going through, we have a lion in our corner. So as we sing through that, just remember that we can sing God's power into our life through whatever situation we are going through. We have a line in our corner. Amen. Amen.
Hey. Uh-huh. 
sweet doing something a little bit different and if you come here regularly we're doing something a little bit different <laughs> so um, some of you might expect a, a sermon uh, at this time we're we've been reading through a book about how to hear God and one of the ways he talks about in this book Peter Gregg is is he talks about reading small portions of scripture and really letting them soak in and so we're gonna spend this morning in Psalm 23 and we're going to read it meditatively, and I'm not going to do the whole psalm at once. We'll do part of the psalm, and we'll do some worship, and we'll and special music, and then part of the psalm, and, and uh, later we'll do part of the psalm in communion and prayer ministry. Um, and so it'll be a little bit different. And uh, my prayer is that we open ourselves up to... Two, two things you see in Scripture. You see God's Word and His Spirit working together. And so, uh, when somebody introduced me to this form of reading Scripture, they, the, the only thing they told me was, just relax and get into a posture to receive. And I thought, oh, that's good. And so what we do, when you do, it's called, it's a, probably a practice started about 1,500 years ago in, uh, in monastic, uh, in monasteries. <clears throat> they didn't have the scripture to read as much, so they would read scripture. And they would read a small portion of scripture, and then they would have some silence, and they would read it again, and have some silence, and they would read it again, and have some silence. So the uncomfortable part uh, is the quiet between we're making it less uncomfortable so we have a little music underneath, a little pad. So I'll be reading each scripture either two or three times. And what we do is we just, we're going to start with a prayer and saying, uh, asking the Lord to highlight what he wants to highlight in these readings. So you might take a little note on your phone or maybe in one of the things in the bulletin, little piece of paper or communication card or something and write down if you sense the Lord just highlighting something in one of these passages that you're supposed to just hang on to, take home, that's for you. 
this Sunday because my prayer is that we're going to set a table and that he's going to feed us in his word this morning. You ready to try something different? Okay, so, so. Lord, we, we want you to feed us in your word. And it's, it's, it's for so many of us, this psalm is one of our favorite in the Bible. And we're, we're asking that you would speak to us through your word. We're asking that we could meditate on it, chew on it, that it would go deep. So open our hearts, our eyes, our ears to that which you want to say to us as your people. And we declare today, you're our God and we are your people. Amen. Psalm 23 verses 1 to 3 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. is my shepherd I shall not want he makes me lie down in green pastures he leads me beside quiet waters he restores my soul I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. to the safest place 
to walk in the meadow and lay by the stream. You meet me in the quiet places. You meet me in the quiet places. Do your goodness and your mercy follow me all the days of my life. All the days of my life. And I'll dwell in your house for eternity. I'll be there by your side. I'll be there by your side. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I don't have to fear no. For I know that you are with me. With oil of blessing, you cover my head. You fill me up to overflowing. Fill me up to overflowing. And your goodness and your mercy will follow all the days of my life all the days of my life don't dwell in your house for eternity and i'll be there by your side i'll be there by his side Psalm 23, 3 and 4. 
He guides me in paths of righteousness for the sake of his name. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. He guides me in paths of righteousness for the sake of his name. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. He guides me in paths of righteousness for the sake of his name. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me.
next reading is, you, most of you know it by heart, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows, and we're going to go into a time where we come to the Lord's table, and we get a chance to eat the bread, drink the wine, we get a chance to commune with him, his body and his blood, and um, be I'll tell you a little bit more about that before we do the reading, but, but the picture I was getting is, you know, we, we come back, every time we take the Lord's Supper, we come back to the death of Christ. And the death of Christ, when he died on the cross, looked like a complete uh, failure for Jesus and his ministry. But the reality was it was the greatest success. It was the greatest victory. Through, through Jesus laying down his life, it made a way for us to know God that was never available before that. And, and, I, and I love this passage when he talks about, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. It, it reminds me as when he was in the, the Last Supper, you know, we do know Jesus was the, or Judas was the betrayer, he betrayed. Uh, Jesus, but there was this sense that there was going to be this crazy betrayal and abandonment. Yet at the very same time, as the enemies surrounded and the table was set, Jesus was ultimately preparing his victory. That's why the Apostle Paul, when he gives the words that we call the words of institution, you know, where talks about on the night that he was betrayed, he took bread, and he says, when you say this, he goes, you're proclaiming the death of Christ until he comes. Because none of us can approach God because we're on our own, we're, we're sinful, you know? There's this, there's this massive gap between us and God. But that gap was bridged, and was, there was a, a way made through the death of Christ. And that when we approach him through his death, not on the things that we do, but because of what he did for us, that is proclaiming the victory of God. My daughter used to always say to me, she would go, you know, Jesus wins. Whatever you're fighting, Jesus wins. So we're going to... We're going to read this, and then we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to have a little time of worship. We're going to, I'm going to invite you to come up and take communion. And some of you, if, we've been, uh, if you're new here, we've been taking snack pack communion for the whole pandemic, so we haven't done communion this way. So you can just make a line up one of these aisles here, one of these aisles here, and uh, we'll have our servers, when we'll serve you uh, bread, when we'll serve you wine. And um, there's gluten-free as well. And then there's also juice. So if you are a person that uh, prefers juice over wine, there's juice as well. And um, I would encourage the prayer team to come up right away. If you're on our prayer team, come on up. Because after we read this scripture, we're going to open up communion. The 
part of this scripture says, you anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. And, and I thought it'd be really cool. We made these special little uh, olive oil with, I think there's some little incense in there. And they say that frankincense, yeah. For, and, um, and so if you want prayer for anything, or if you just say, I just want to be anointed. The oil in the scripture is uh, usually a sign of the Holy Spirit. And uh, so I'm asking our prayer team to come up, take communion, then sort of set up a couple people this way and a couple people this way and, um, and take one of these bottles of oil. And so if you just want to get anointed just as a, a walking out this scripture, uh, this was a, a passage referring to King David, how he was anointed to be king. Um, but if that's something that would be meaningful to you today, you can, you can do that. Are you ready for this season now? It's a little different. Get out of your seats. You'll take communion at, up here. You won't bring it back. And just be open to what the Holy Spirit's doing in your hearts and lives during this time, you know? I mean, he's already been speaking to me uh, about his leading, and I, I just really appreciate it here in that part. So we're going to read this a couple times, and after I'm done reading it for the third time, you guys can just come up. You don't have to rush. Take your time. We'll be doing some worship songs during that. Prayer ministry team, please come up. Uh, if I don't see you come up, I'll have to call you up again, so then you know you didn't do your job, okay? And uh, So be, be the first at the table, prayer ministry team, so that you can have communion and then go and uh, pray for people. Let's receive this. And let me just set, the, set up communion first before we do this, because for the Lord Jesus on the night that he was betrayed, he took bread. And after giving thanks, he broke it, and he said, take and eat, that this is my body which has been given for you. And in the same way, he took a cup, and he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood poured out for you for the forgiveness of your sins take and drink and when you do this remember me for whenever we eat this bread and drink this cup we are proclaiming the very death of Christ until he comes you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies you anoint my head with oil my cup overflows prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. table before me in the presence of my enemies. 
you anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. want to say I had this uh, sense that there's somebody that's going through a season in their life where things just aren't working and, and it just it's almost as if it's the gears in the machine are clogged up or they're rusty I encourage you to get prayer this would be good to get some oil and get anointed because there's they just sense that that what you're missing in the craziness of situation in life is the oil of the Holy Spirit is the oil of the Holy Spirit causing things to work. Come now, the table of the Lord is ready.
Yeah. 
stand up together. And, um, if you need prayer after the service for anything, we'll have a couple people still up here, prayer team, right when we're done. Just come, come up just for a minute or two and see if anybody else wants some prayer for anything. Um, let's sing that chorus one more time because that's just a heart's cry. Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. Oh, I Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I, I always felt like surely goodness and mercy were like that younger brother or sister who just wouldn't leave you alone. You know, you were older, you just went, they kept following you and doing things and you go, Mom, keep them away. I'm trying to play with my friend. So I preached on this a number of years ago and I, and I want you to know that that word follow, it, it's not the younger brother or sister. It, it was used of the enemy armies chasing Israel. What, what David is saying is that, th that this goodness and mercy are going to go after us. They're going to, they want to hunt us down. They want to overtake us. And I think some of us need reminded of that today. That there is a God who leaves the 99 and goes after the one sheep. And if you don't know the amazing love of God, it, it comes just with a prayer. It's this, it's, it's just saying, Jesus, forgive me. I want to come into a relationship with you and know the goodness and mercy of God. And that's found in Jesus. And it just means saying to him, I believe you died on the cross for my sins. Come into my life. Forgive me afresh. I want to know you. You know, God loves honest prayers like that. That's how I know that we know when we've apprehended and been caught by his love is when we say, okay, I surrender. You got me. You got me. And for some of you today, I just think he's saying, hey, would you surrender? Would you say you got me? So I'm going to read this a couple times over you. And it's good that we stay standing. 
surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So the next time when I read it, I want us to read it together because this really is a declaration. Are you ready? Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now you said it for yourself. Now as we proclaim it, proclaim it for us as a community, even though we're gonna say me and I. Proclaim it over somebody right now that you know needs so deeply to experience the mercy and love of God. And you were just saying, Lord, hunt them down. Help them to surrender. Let's say it loud, ready? Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. <laughs> Amen. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May he lift up his very favor on you and give you his peace. Amen. Have a seat. The service is just about done. Pastor Rebecca is going to come up. We're going to continue in worship by taking an offering and doing some announcements. This is a deliciously topsy-turvy service. Not used to being up at the end. Um, hey, we're just going to pray for our offering. We believe that our giving is a part of our worship. And so when we give to God, we're expressing back to him care and love. Um, it's our response. But if you're new here or if this isn't your kind of home church, you're just checking us out, feel free to not give. But if this is your place, if this is your home, uh, we invite you to take this opportunity uh, to give as an act of worship. We're going to pray together, and then our ushers are going to come and pass the basket. And then while they're passing, I'm actually going to give us a little update on a few things going on, and then we're going to close out the service. Let's pray together. Jesus, we thank you that your goodness and your mercy follows us. We thank you that there's nowhere we can go. No valley whose shadows are dark enough and deep enough and scary enough and no enemies that are big enough that can scare off your goodness from following us, Jesus. And so, Father, we just pray that over this community and over our lives. We thank you, God, that you are our provision. 
that you provide for our community, that you provide for our families, and that you provide for our church. And so, Lord, as we take this offering, we don't look to each other as the source of our provision, but, Father, we look to you. And we thank you for the opportunity to give to you and to give into the work of the ministry in Jesus' name. Amen. The ushers can come. Alrighty. Here's what's up this week at Christ the King. So um, if this is your first time here, we do want to welcome you. Uh, thanks for coming. This isn't how church usually is, so I guess you have to come back next week to see a real service. Darn. Twofer. Um, but anyway, if this is your first time, we do have a special gift for you at the bottom of the stairs at a little table. They're mugs. And now that we're in cozy season, I just feel as if you definitely need to snag one. Don't worry. You can have a mug and we promise not to nag you or bother you or show up at your door. So all you introverts who are a little afraid of strangers, we will not hassle you, but we encourage you to have a lovely mug. All right. Um, you should have received one on your way in. If not, I guess you could take one on your way out, but we do have our bulletins. And in our bulletin, it has all the information about the church that you might not even know if you've been here for a while. So feel free to peruse that. There's a communication card in there. If this is your first or second time and we don't know you, we'd love to get a chance. You can fill that out. Um, if you do, for some reason, want to talk to a pastor or you want more information or there's anything that's kind of confused you about this church thing, um, feel free to write it on the communication card and we will get back to you. Next slide. Thanks. Oh, well, that wasn't on my list. But okay. Well, the youth group meets every week these days, and it will be after the service every single Sunday. We provide lunch, and um, we're going through the book. So we're doing the same things with the youth that the small groups are doing, and that's important because we want um, families to be able to discuss the book together. So if you're in a small group, parents, your kids are learning the same things, and these are conversations you can have with your teenager over the dinner table. The next thing on my list is this weekend, oh, I don't think we have the same list, Booth friends. So just track with me, congregation, and we're going to go lo-fi. Um, spiritual formation class, developing a rule of life is this coming Saturday. So um, just kind of learning how to incorporate the things of God into our everyday lives is what we mean by a rule of life. There we go. It's going to be in the conference room. Um, child care is available upon request. So if you want to have an opportunity to kind of deepen your spiritual life, but you have sweet little baby children, we're happy to watch them, but tell us about them so we can make sure we have the right number of child care volunteers. Uh, rummage sale on October 22nd. That's in a couple weeks. We have a rummage sale here. 
It's gonna be really, really great. We have like, especially preschool age, baby age, there's so much really good, almost brand new stuff. So tell your neighbors, but if there's something also that you wanna purge from your house that's still in good shape, um, you can drop it off here to the church and we will sell it. The proceeds are going to um, the youth center renovation. And then the last one is you can still sign up for a life group. The information is in your bulletin. These are our small groups. Um, I know mine is today. I simmered chicken noodle soup on the stove for three hours on Friday. So, you know, Kearney's is a good one. But anyway, um, there's plenty of them for every different stage of life, lots of different locations. So make sure you take a look in your bulletin. And if you haven't gotten a chance to pick up the book because procrastination is a real thing and no one's going to judge you about it, there's still some available at the bottom of the stairs. They're cheaper than on Amazon by like five bucks. So um, feel free. And then also if money's weird or hard for you, don't even worry about it. You can just have one for free because we just want everyone to have the opportunity to grow just a little bit deeper in their faith and to kind of stay on the same page as everyone else. I think that's it. So um, have a great Sunday. Awesome to see everybody. And if I haven't met you and Dwight hasn't met you, we'd love to be able to say hi at the bottom of the stairs. So don't feel weird about it. Have a good Sunday. Worship our King. Come, let us bow at His feet. He has done great things. See what the Savior has done. See how His love overcomes. He has done great things. He has done great things. Oh, here.
Awaken the light of Jesus, our Savior. 